Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Results with Ben DePlessis. I am here today with a wonderful woman that I had this fantastic opportunity to be on a uh, show with um, about maybe two, three weeks ago. Uh, we were panelists on a show, um, an online Facebook live show, and for WUS. I can't remember what it was. WUSA TV. WUSA, yeah. Yeah, it's for a national, uh, for the national, a, a women's speaking association, the National Women's Speaking Association, and had this lovely um, conversation, said, you have to be on my podcast. You have to share this message. So I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. If you're new listening, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that you are inspired and get some nuggets as you leave. Um, today and in typical fashion, I'm going to give you a few assignments or maybe some actionable items to do today because that's what we're all about, right? Stopping the talking, taking the action, and getting the results that you're looking for. And if you're a regular listener, thank you. As always, please, please write a, re a review for us. Please take that few minutes to write the review so that we can continue to grow and spread the word and impact so many people you know, across the world now, you know, we have listeners all over the world, including our lovely guest here today, Corinne LaPage, right? <laughs> LaPage. I know she goes by LaPage, but she's French too and has the space in her name. And, um, but uh, Corinne um, LaPage is a, um, a coach. She's a speaker and she works with entrepreneurs, much like I do, who are struggling to uh, get to the next level, you know, and but specifically what she does is she works on a lot of mindset. So we're going to talk about that today here on the podcast, the mindset of getting yourself from one level to the next, whatever that is for you, whether you're doing really well and want to go really high or if you're doing not so well and just want to have, you know, go to that next level and take some baby steps. We're going to talk about the mindset behind that, regardless of what you do for a living. So without further ado, Corinne, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. And thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. So now people are listening and they're saying, well, where is she from? So tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got to what you're doing here now. If you could do that in just a couple of minutes. To share yeah, sure, sure. Well, I'm from Guernsey, Channel Islands, which is um, a, a group of islands that's just close to France, closer to France than to England. 
um, and some of us, um, some, some people know us as um, the Guernsey Literary Potato Peel Pie Society from the movie because we were occupied by Germans um, for five years during World War II. So anyway, that's another story. But my family are from here. Um, I lived away for, for 25 years. I worked in the UK, I worked in, in the Caribbean, and then I came back here in 2012. So uh, in the meantime, I, I did work in finance. Um, I was working for a merchant bank doing money market dealing and um, foreign exchange dealing as well. And so then I went into the travel industry and I started to work for Thomas Cook, which was on the foreign exchange side. And then I started working for British Airways. Um, so I was working in the customer service side, which was uh, dealing with customers, duty managers in, in, in Heathrow. Um, and it was very exciting, you know, because every day was different. You never knew what was going to happen. Working in a big airport like that and anyone else who has, yes. are very different. <laughs> have been so there. also, yeah, you've been there as well. My yeah. goodness. Another synchronicity. Um, so, so yeah, that kind of took me away from the finance. But then eventually I came back to it in that um, I ended up doing training for British Airways, overcame my fear of public speaking when I got this job in the training department. And then at the end of 99, I became an entrepreneur. And I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur because my dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur and it's very much in my family. So I'd always wanted this. I always felt this kind of hunger to be one. So I've now been an entrepreneur for 19 years through all the ups and downs that many of us have faced with a recession and I'm still here. So <laughs> I must be doing something right. And actually I love being the entrepreneur, you know, even though it's a bit like a roller coaster ride at times, you know, white knuckle ride. I'm very happy to be an entrepreneur and um, still here. That's so. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so you were in um, the finance world, which I, you know, I love because so many of the listeners here are in finance as well. And, you know, so you have that mindset and that understanding of what goes through their minds, you know, to cultivate and curate business, right? Yes. And um, so whether someone's a sales professional or an entrepreneur, we're all in sales, really, we're always selling. But if we're commissioned or we're in the up and down roller coaster of the entrepreneurship or, or end in the commission, um, I know that you have some, some uh, very specific tactics that you help people with um, about and creating mindset, you know, if they're stuck. And I'm curious to know what you're going to be saying about this because Les Brown has a saying um, that he uses, which is, you have to suck to be unstuck, <laughs> which means, right? He said, you really yeah. have to be bad at doing something to get unstuck from doing it, you know? And so many times uh, we don't take that leap into getting unstuck because it's a lot of fear that we have that the reason we're stuck is that we just, we aren't good at doing something and we just yeah. don't want to, you know, put that, put faith in ourselves to do that. So could you talk a little bit about some of the, the, Things that you help people do to help them break through these barriers to get unstuck in their their business and maybe in their life. Definitely. Yes. Well, I mean, first of all, I'll I'll refer to something that Einstein, a, a well-known quote that Einstein made, which is, "If you do what you always did, you'll get what you always got." And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with that one. Yes. But we don't stop to think about that. You know, we're we're on our hamster wheel, doing what we always did going through the motions and there's a certain amount of security in that 
there's mm. a certain amount of security in doing what's familiar to us and so what's often blocking us is the fear of doing something different yeah. the fear of changing the status quo that something bad's going to happen to us if we change the status quo so sometimes it's about keeping that that wheel going as it is even right. though it's uncomfortable and frantic um, because we don't like the the alternative yeah yeah I was getting well and I was gonna say I mean you know as it relates to the recession you know we all ha- we all went through a recession right mm-hmm. our list yeah. of what we do for a living we all went through recession different different levels of a different uh, things you know the big credit crunch here in the United States and um, you know I think when I think back on the habits that people had, right? The sticky habits that they had up to the recession. And you think about any habit that you have. um, And then when you encounter uh, diversity and whatnot, um, we still hold tight to those habits. So I think about people that, you know, for example, were in the mortgage space and, um, you know, they, they did A, B, and C to be successful back then, and they're still doing A, B, and C now, and they get in that rut where they don't want to do X, Y, and Z, just as you're saying, because there's this feel, fear of failure. And, you know, the time distance between our recession in the United States, right, this last one that we had, the time difference there, so much has grown technology-wise, and, you know, business has manifested so differently over that period of time that we're really, if we're, we're going to be, if we're in this rut, if people are in this rut, they're going to stay in this rut longer because of the speed at which things are changing. So mm-hmm. if anything, for me, that would be a fear for me is I like doing what I like to do. It's familiar, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? But if I don't start doing something else, if I don't start taking that action now, I'm going to be you know, 30x behind everyone and which the speed that everything's going today. So all by itself, that would be my driving motion, you know, or driving motivation. So what are you sharing with your clients to uh, reveal and uncover what's holding them back? And that, that, well, what, the way I'm sharing, what I'm sharing with, with my clients and when I'm speaking is that the whole world is changing as we know. But a new type of leader and a new type of entrepreneur is emerging. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the phoenix coming out of the ashes. Yeah. And we, you know, the people that people we're talking to today, you are one of those people that is emerging. And what you do with that in terms of the action that you decide to take is up to you. But what I'm helping people with is to really try and identify where their passion is What's their passion? What is it that really lights them up? What's their reason that they get out of bed in the morning? Is it could be things as simple as the family, or it could be, you know, hobbies, or it could be that they love their job, or you know, it could be anything, but there's something that really lights you up and there's something that's motivating you to Mm -hmm. do what you do. Even if it's to get up to you drag yourself out of bed to go to work because you want to look after your family and you you don't want to lose your house and all of those things but first of all is to know and to recognize what your passion is in here yeah recognizing what passion is and whatever we do in our lives has to be in alignment Mm -hmm. with our real passion if we're not in our we're not living our lives in alignment with our passion then we're in a discord Mm -hmm. that's when we're we're going to get sick we're going to get 
you know, stuck, we're going to get on that hamster wheel, we're, we're going to be a little bit blinded by what's going on around us because we're just keeping going. So what I'm helping people do is to really get in touch with that, whatever it is that's driving them and where they see themselves going. And then I help them to explore what's getting in the way, what are the obstacles? You know, is it, yeah, there might be excuses. Mm. However, there's also the things going on inside our head. I'm not good enough. Other people are better at this than I am. You know, can I really put myself out there? No, it's too scary, you know. Mm. And I don't think I'll measure up in some way or I don't think, you know, I've been there. I've been there because there are times in our lives when we, when we doubt ourselves. Yes. And once we become aware of, of, that, of what our doubts are and what our self-limiting beliefs are, then we can start to break through those. And that's when the magic happens. Because what I learned was that my greatest achievements have been just one tiny step outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I, I think, um, yeah. And I'd like for you to kind of share your story too. You know, when, when you had sort of your um, crash and burn, right? Your crash, yeah. one of your crash and burns in your life and how you, you know, got yourself out of that, um, you know, that particular uh, situation, because you just mentioned something about, um, you know, some, they're better than me. I, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, I think in today's environment, a lot of people that I'm coaching are saying, you know, I've done that. I, I'm a, I, I've already done that. I've already tried that. It didn't work. I tried mm -hmm. that. But I think if they weren't in the right mindset to try it, that may have been one of the reasons it failed. So how, how did you in your, what you call your pit, right? Your downfall. How did you help yourself get out of that? And I know you said passions, but can you tell us specifically about what you did? Because you know, you've got a cute little story. Not a cute, but great story. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, what it was, was it, it was actually, when I look back, it was such a tiny shift and yet it was so huge and momentous in that moment um, because what happened to me was you know I was working in I, I was always working in training as you know I started as an entrepreneur in 2000 but I also with my ex-husband who was a Sri Lankan gem dealer had a business going with him and I was helping him build that business with marketing and what have you so during the recession not only was my training business hit but the gemstone business was also badly hit so, and at the same time that happened, I found out he was a bigamist mm -hmm. and he returned to Sri Lanka. So I was left holding these two hot potatoes plus my property portfolio, which was also badly hit during the recession right. and was my pension plan, if you like, as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I was losing everything. Everything was just nose diving in. And so I had to make some decisions to, to keep my head above water. So, you know, I rented out um, the house I was living in. So at least that mortgage would be covered. I moved in with my parents. You know, obviously I wasn't with my husband anymore. Right. And my parents were really supportive. But I didn't like at my age being living at home with my parents again. I desperately missed my independence, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember even I didn't have a car at that point. I'd had to let go of everything. So I would get the bus into this jewelry shop that my husband had got, and I was also trying to do my training work. I remember being on the bus and just longing, looking at people with their homes and just longing to have my own front door again. Mm -hmm. And that was the real pit that I remember, is just feeling like I lost everything. So how I broke through that 
was when I was given an opportunity. This was, if you like, every cloud has a silver lining. Mm -hmm. Because of the recession, a lot of other people that had been hit, people in finance had been badly hit. Where I live in Guernsey, it's a big, the number one industry is finance. So, of course, everything had got really hit here. And, and um, job roles such as Treasury had gone off island. So they had been outsourced to other places. Yeah. So a lot of people with those skills were suddenly without mm -hmm. jobs. So I was asked to, to work as a consultant um, with the local job center to help people to rethink what they were going to do. So wow. they had all these skills. Um, so again, it was helping them to tap into their passion. So let's just put your role that you've been doing for all these years on the shelf for a moment. And let's look at you as a person, because very often that can get lost behind a role. You know, we put on our suit or our uniform and off we go. We feel different. You suddenly don't have that role anymore. You have no identity. You, that's what we right. believe. So mm -hmm. really looking at them and who they are as a person, not what they do for a living. Who are they? Looking at that, what lights them up? You know, what makes them sad? What makes them happy? And really helping them to explore and, and looking at what they're really good at. So mm -hmm. helping them to really believe that. So yeah, I believe you're good at it. it might be. Yes, I'm really good at this, but so okay. Let's let's look at this part. What's that but around them? Mm -hmm. And then improving that so that they can acknowledge that they are really good at this, and they yeah. know that they're really good, and they feel it, and they know it. So whatever they're really good at is helping them to then remodel things so that they can look for something that's going to be in alignment with who they are. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about passion a lot. I know a lot of people do. They talk about passion, you know, and of course we know about, you know, your big why, your big why, but how, how can people really systematically figure this out? Because I'll bet if I were to go down the street and ask 10 people, what is your why? What are your core values, right? What makes, what fulfills you or what's your passion? Ask any one of those three questions. People mm -hmm. cannot answer it because they've yeah. not ever sat down and really figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a, a magic method of people figuring out what, well, what is my passion? Is it just sitting on the porch and getting a piece of paper and saying, what makes me fulfilled? Because I use the word fulfillment a lot. You know, what fulfills me? Is it watching... Um, I mentioned this on a, a couple of podcasts ago, is that watching a, an ant uh, carry a little piece of grass, you know, is that fulfilling to you? And if it is, then how do you get more of it? Because the, you, that's what you want to do is overfill. You know, my cup runneth over. You yeah. want to fill your life with opportunities to have those fulfillment and passionate moments. I mean, that's what we're ultimately trying to do. All yes. the way to helping someone you know, achieve their success and everything in between, right? Playing yeah. with your kids. So I know how I did it, but I'm asking you how to share with everyone, how can people identify this and, and really identify it? Not just go, well, you know, it, yeah, it's my faith. It's my family. It's this, but, but then it's also that. And I heard someone else say a word. And so now I like that too. And not just, you know, superficially do this, but how can we really, really dig deep? Yeah. Okay. So, so first of all, you mentioned the why there. So most of us, if we go out there and we do a job or we start a business, we look at the what and we look at the how. 
Mm-hmm. So we look at what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Right. But what we're not looking at is why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's that big why. And I think it was a, a, as a very good story about, is it Southwestern Airlines that were the people's airline? That's yes. how they, their big why. They started because they were the people. They were going to be there for the, the common man because yeah. all the other airlines were catering for the people who had more money. Right. They were going to be there. That was their big why. And that's why they still succeed today mm-hmm. because they're very, very clear about who they are and what they're about. So in terms of, you know, realizing that for yourself, it's, I would suggest that you, you sit down and you make a list of what you're good at and why. So I'm good at this because such and mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and, and it's really kind of getting that to resonate with you and to get those light bulbs going on. To really acknowledge, that's the first step, is to really acknowledge what your gifts are, what you're good at, and what gifts do you need to get out there. So another block is that we think, you know, we're not good enough and all our limiting beliefs get in the way. But actually, think of it from the point of view that you're depriving other people of your gifts. Yeah. If you don't take action and get out there and do it. And I realized that that was my breakthrough thinking, my God, I feel like I've been to hell and back. There must be other people out there like me. <laughs> I wish I had someone you know, around in that moment who would just be there with me. I don't need them to tell me what to do. You know, what, what, for instance, what worked for me may not work for the next person. What my coaching is all about is to really understand what makes the other person tick and then working with them to create a strategy, to create a roadmap, to get clarity, and to really believe in what they're doing and move it forward and upscale it and how they're going to upscale it. So yeah, you know, you're asking me for tips. I think the, the biggest thing is first of all, acknowledge your gifts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that just makes a big shift because we're all brought up to, to be modest. We're we're brought up to, you know, to not stand up and shout about ourselves. We, we tend to underplay things, don't we? And this isn't at all about standing on your soapbox and saying, I'm great, I'm fantastic. It's not at all that. It's really, really acknowledging what it is you bring. You've got a, a unique gift and a unique place. And whatever your life experience is, whatever your suffering is, that the, the silver lining of that is has given you a gift yeah I have a girlfriend who who uh I think she's writing a book called when when my mess is my message because what it really is is whatever mess we're in becomes the message that and especially if we can overcome it it becomes the message that we want to share with the world you know and um, you know, in my instance, you know, in mortgage business, you know, for years and years, I did a certain amount of production, sort of the, you know, the, um, um, oh gosh, you just said Albert Einstein quote, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just did the same kind of volume and I was always struggling to go to the next level and, um, you know, thinking through, uh, you know, how I broke through that and, and really got out of my own way a lot. Of, and that's a breakthrough, right? I get out of my own way, my own yeah. pride, right? I'm, I'm touching my shoulder. For those of you that are listening and not watching the video, I'm touching my shoulder because I, I wore that pride on my shoulder. I was like, I had to kick it off, kick it off and say, okay, I have to get out of my own way. And when I did, it wasn't that I went to the next level. I went like a level and a half up 
And then I had a whole new set of problems, right? Um, but that, because I broke through that, I'm excellent at helping people break through that particular thing mm-hmm. so that they can realize their dreams, right? And, um, and so what I'm hearing you saying is that uh, we have to take the time to really assess what makes us happy. Mm. What, what, you know, and again, it's the why, but, but really what makes us happy, what makes us fulfilled, what really makes us want to do it every single day. And we get excited yes. when we do it and we, and we say, we got to do that again, right? Yes. And once we have that, then we can start carving out um, a better business plan for ourselves and a better life for ourselves. Definitely, definitely. And wherever you are right now, bear in mind that, you know, your biggest achievements are one tiny little step outside where you are now. And as you go through life, there'll be something else amazing that's going to happen that's just one tiny step. Mm -hmm. So if we're always assessing that in terms of what would be, you know, what is the most scary? You might make a list of what are the most scary things to me right now and Mm -hmm. knock them off the list one by one. Choose the easy one first. Something that feels a bit safe and then just work up to the others. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I've got, uh, it's the opposite way, but I love that because sometimes it's easier to say what you don't want than it is what you want in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, that's really good. So if you're struggling with together a list that says, well, what are my skills and my gifts? Then, you know, it might be what, what is it that I can't do? What am I I really horrible at? Because it'll isolate, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and go with the things that are in alignment with what what you are good at and what you like doing. So what are you? And most times we are really good at something we like, aren't we? And we're good at selling something that we believe in. And we're really good at, you know, promoting things that we know things about that we experts in or whatever. And so it's a natural flow. And so we don't want to be putting our energy to try and do something that actually we don't really like doing. Why would we do that? It's draining our energy. So we instead we can look at the positive in terms of, yeah, I, I don't like doing that so much, but I like doing that. And what's the, the positive side of it? And I mentioned to you as well, Jen, that I've got um, a free ebook if anyone's interested, and it's seven Good. ways to find your purpose. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have the link. We'll have the link here as well for that. Yeah, well, that's great because that's really what I was asking you is what are the ways that we can find, you know, that purpose? Now, you mentioned something about value, right, about giving value or finding your value. One of one of the other things that I encounter, one of um, that I hear a lot from uh, salespeople is that I want to provide value to my um, referral partners. I want to provide value to my clients. So I'm curious to see to hear what your thoughts are on, on this as well, because I see a lot of people trying to give value to their partners and their clients based on what they think their client's definition of value is rather than staying true to themselves and saying, if I'm going to give value, I'm going to give my value, not the value I think they want. Mm. That's a continuous guessing game because, you know, we know with human beings what we present and what we actually want can be completely different. So you would be guessing forever. So the way I look at it is 
you know, once you step into your own authenticity, once you step into who you really are, you will naturally attract the kind of people like you, the people who want the kind of value that you bring. Yes. And so the message is all about being true to who you are and knowing that value that you bring. And you will then attract your ideal clients and your ideal uh, people that you want to work with. And then everything's in flow. Again, you don't want to be going against the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you won't be chasing people. You'll be attracting people and you'll become a magnet. And, um, you know, and I think that that's a struggle that people are having is that they aren't a magnet. They are chasing things because they just don't slow down enough to figure out who they want to be. And they're trying to be a chameleon for everybody else. And that's exhausting. You said that. Yeah, and it's exhausting to, to try and oh. chase, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's, um, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, it's, it affects your, everything in your life. It, it can affect uh, finances, your health, all your relationships, uh, everything. It affects everything in your life when you are not in alignment. And we've used this word a lot of times, but um, People just really have to understand this because this is where the world's going now is that um, we just can't be everything to everybody. We have got to figure out who we are, um, our true self, so that um, we can give our best Mm. to the people that we're trying to make an impact to. Absolutely. And I think that was, you know, that was a big breakthrough moment for me as well, realizing that. You know, realizing, as I say, that through my pit moment, it gave me that that wake up, that aha, that big light bulb thing about, hang on a minute, you know, what I've got is authentically mine. My experience is authentically mine. And I'm not saying that others have had that authentic, you know, that same authentic experience I've had. But it's it's the driving force and the values behind it that I've learned about really stepping in to who you are. And honoring that and really, you know, valuing that in yourself. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, your business, your life will be impeccably better, but your business will just naturally grow and scale so much easier when there's that clarity. It just naturally will. People will know exactly who you are and what you deliver. And uh, you'll know what you'll deliver. You'll set boundaries for yourself, you know, because you can make better decisions once you're in alignment. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you're looking to grow your business, it's almost, it's, I would say, you know, I don't know what a percentage might be, but it is definitely a mindset, the higher mindset. I mean, if we look at the difference between an IQ and an EQ, right? And we look at your um, emotional, or not your emotional, but your, um, oh gosh, I said EQ, but it's not EQ. It is emotional EQ. intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It's emotional intelligence, but EQ is equivalent in something. I can't remember what it stands for, but um, emotion. But mm-hmm. yeah, your emotional intelligence, one of the things that we know is that you can have the highest IQ in the world and not make any money and have the highest I, um, EQ, right? Or emotional intelligence in the world and start making all kinds of money. And so we have to up level our emotional intelligence if we don't, and and it's done through mindset, right? Statistically, we already know that people that have a higher emotional intelligence make more money than those who have a higher 
um, uh, IQ, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's how the world's changing too. It is. Because, that's yeah, why we've there's also, so many entrepreneurs. Yeah. Absolutely. More and more of us are becoming entrepreneurs now. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's that's exactly something out there for all of us, isn't right. there? We've all got our little niche that we're needed in. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if, if in fact, then emotional intelligence, right, or having a, a mindset breakthrough and getting your mind, you know, getting your checkup from the neck up and having your mindset really good, then it, if we know that, then it's got to be mindset has got to be at least 80% a business. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's my speculation, right? I don't know what, what percentage it is. I don't I totally I totally agree. It's really it's it's like the you know the Pareto principle again, the 80-20 yes. rule, yeah. which applies in so many different areas, doesn't it? Yeah. But it really is, I think as an entrepreneur, you're absolutely right. It's 80-20. It's about 80% of being of being who you are to 20% of doing. Right. Right. And I think that most people are doing 80% of doing. Mm. Yes. And then they're struggling and fighting and they're, you know. Absolutely, because we're human beings. We're not human doings. Right. We're human beings. And so we have to learn, and this is how the world's changing. We have to learn to be, to just be. Just be. Yeah. Just be. Yeah. I think Facebook has done that, you know, because when it first came out, and it's still doing it to a certain extent, but, you know, people are putting only the good things up there on Facebook because, and then everyone who's watching it is saying, well, her life's great and his family is yeah. wonderful and his business is excelling, but they don't see all the bad things. You know, nobody's posting all the bad things that go on. And so we're always chasing each other's, you know, this competition for who has a better life. And mm -hmm. it's so frustrating for me. And I think what that's yeah. why it happened because yeah. mm -hmm. it's out there. Um, and, and actually there's something unreal about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's when you see someone's vulnerability that you can really connect with them. No question. There's something you can't connect with when something's so perfectly squeaky clean. Yeah. Right? So we might think, oh, maybe I'm jealous or maybe, you know, whatever. No, I think it's because as human beings, we will connect with someone we can relate to. And we can relate to vulnerability because we're all vulnerable in some way. Yeah. Love that. Oh my gosh. Absolutely love that. I absolutely love that part. Okay. So you have, you have a wonderful gift for everybody, which is um, your seven. Yes. I can't, I, I can't find, find your it. purpose. Yeah. So find your purpose. <laughs> Thank seven you. ways to find your purpose and to live a more fulfilling life. Great. Fantastic. And I also know that you have an online course as well, or you have a course, um, that people could go to. I swear I printed this and I can't find it here because I'm sitting here. That's all right. I can always uh, send it to you. No, I have it. I definitely have it. I just don't know what I did with it. Uh, as I was telling you before we, we um, started recording, I had printed several things and I was reading some things and thinking, hey, is this my stuff or is this your stuff? Um, <laughs> but I know that you'll have a link for that as well. Um, I know it's through Thinkific. I know because I saw the link. So yeah. um, we'll have that link in there as well if you want to... Um, you know, you're interested in going through a course or anything. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and then as we, yeah, as we leave today, I'd like to ask you if you have um, a book that you're reading or have read that has, you know, made a substantial change in your life as it relates to this particular topic. Um, I think uh, that there's a couple of books. There's one called The Big Leap. Mm hmm yeah, I don't know if you've heard about that one. And that's I have, all the about, big fish in the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is all about not only limiting beliefs, but about upper limit yes. problems. 
that when we start to succeed, we start to throw spanners in the work and sabotage ourselves. I think, you know, that is a really useful book. Um, and another one that's very inspirational is by Sir John Whitmore, which is um, all about performance coaching, but it's all about the new way. It's because a lot of people don't understand the difference between coaching and mentoring. Right. Ment a mentor is obviously there for you know, having an expert in that particular role who's going to instruct you. So a mentor is about teaching, whereas a coach is not at all about teaching. Right. A coach is about really stepping into your world and understanding your world and asking the right questions to unlock what you already know. Right. And so John, John Whitmore puts that also beautifully in terms of, you know, the concept of, of coaching. And, and what is the name of that book? I didn't quite hear it. It's performance coaching. Performance coaching. Okay, good. It's I thought you were just talking in general about performance coaching. Yeah. No, the name of the book is that. performance coaching. All right. Well, wonderful. Sorry, well, as we... no, so I think it's, sorry, it's coaching for performance. Sorry, coaching for, for performance. Okay, there we go. Coaching for Performance by Sir John Whitman. Whitmore, yeah. Whitmore. Whitmore. Okay, we got it. It took us, you know, 35 seconds of our podcast. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know, but also I think the big why is another one, you know. The, of course. The, the big why of why you do things, and I'm trying to remember the name of that book. Um, ooh, I had it. Um, um, finding Your Why. Finding Your Why, that's it. Yeah, finding, I think it's finding your why or discovering your why. Yeah, finding your why. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's one. finding your why. Yeah, I, I read so much that I can't remember the names of books. It's terrible. If someone asked yeah, me, me <laughs> on, a, on a podcast, I'd have to just say my book because I can't remember any of these books. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure, Corinne, for you to get to come here today um, and spend time with us. And as we're talking, I know it's seven o'clock at night at your house, so I want to get you to bed. Um, you know, it's getting late. But I, you know, I really appreciate you taking this time and I hope that people that are listening in and, and you know, um, I'm much more of a, when we look at personalities and things, I'm much more of a uh, D in the disc profiling, right? I'm bottom liner. I'm not really so much into the foo-foo of things. Um, and I'm always hesitant when we do a podcast, you know, where we're talking about mindset or feelings or, you know, digging deep, but, but I've gotten to the point where I feel that it's just a necessary piece of what we need to do in order to get to the tactical. And mm. I know a lot of people are looking for tactical um, answers and, and they're there. I have those too. You, I'm sure you give them to people, you know, very specific time management tools, et cetera. But if we don't get past this part, it's all for naught. Mm. And I really don't want people to be doing 80% of their business is the tactical and 20% is the mindset. Mm. There's just no survival rate in that. So mm. I hope that you found a couple of nuggets here, you know, heard a couple of nuggets that you could take. I encourage you to uh, take Corinne up on her offer for her ebook and, and go look at her class and, and consider, you know, enrolling in her class. And, um, you know, I'm going to, and I always take notes because I want, you know, I have lots of notes, but some actionable items is to, you know, use the, the seven ways to define your purpose or, and, or, um, you know, sit down and make a list of your gifts and why they are your gifts, as she mentioned. Mm -hmm. And if you're struggling with that, write down a list of your fears so that you can cross-reference them, right? Mm -hmm. into the Absolutely. other side of it. Yeah. Uh, and those are some actionable items for you to take today because you really got to step out of this so that you can enjoy your life and realize your business growth. So 
I want to say thank you again, Corinne, for joining it's us. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's uh, lovely to talk to you. And, and we know we've got so much uh, synchronicity, as we found out when we did the Women Speakers Association TV show. So, yeah, thank you so much again for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. It's gone just so quickly. It's flown by. I know it does, doesn't it? Time goes by. Time flies when we have fun. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening in to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. And uh, we will see you on the next show. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Can't get enough and want more? Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting strategy to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.